Hey, Peter. Hey, you smell something in here? Yeah, is it, something's a little... Mm, I like that smell, though. It's kind of funky. Oh, yeah. I'm Adam Manis. I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Two pianists talking music. Talking music. We're getting funky today. We are getting funky. We got the... You know, so we use a Spectrasonics Keyscape. Spectrasonics is a tongue twister of a company name. I mean, it sounds like it's some kind of like... The evil company in a James Bond movie, right? When I don't. Need, you, I still don't even know of the leader of Spectrovision. Am I even Spectrosonic? Spectrosonics. Spe- anyway, we use Keyscape, and we usually use like I'll use the, the vintage vibe on mine, and I'll use a nice Yamaha grand piano on yeah. yours. Yeah. But for today, we are taking a speak pipe, a question uh, from one of our dear listeners, and it's about playing uh, funky comping over one chord. And yeah. I was like, well, let's break out the clavinets. Because they got some... Not that that's the only way to play funk. No, not at all. You can do it on an acoustic piano. You can do it on an electric piano. You can do it on a synthesizer. You can but, do it on a harmonica. Eh, yeah, you could. But uh, you can especially do it on a clavinet, man. Yeah. This is the it sound itself there. right here. So but We're getting ahead of ourselves because we haven't even bit. heard the question yet. No, we, well, How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing okay. How are you feeling about this? But the window being open? Yeah. I'm loving the window. We're open. back at to how... the window. Folks, we had some requests for it. Producer Caleb, some reconfiguration. We're still a work in progress here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, but we're liking this. Um, you know, we've got the life of the city right here. Yeah, if you're this listening. historic Washington Avenue right here in St. Louis, Missouri. If you're listening to the podcast, you might want to go and check out our new YouTube channel. You'll hear it, YouTube, and you can see the beautiful look. It's cold out there. Yeah. It looks cold, but it is so beautiful. But it's warm in here, warm with information and, and tutelage. And kind of funky. Kind of stinks. Kind of stinks in here. Yeah. So this is a perfect setting for what we're about to talk about. So should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's right. listen to this. This is Speak Pipe. And just a reminder to our dear listeners, you can leave a question for us whenever you'd like. We love audio. We like video, too. We just haven't figured out how to incorporate it from our dear listeners. Um Someday, someday, <laughs> yeah. Like Video coming. conferencing, right? Facetime <laughs> us. Facetime us. Facetime us. No, yeah. but we love the audio questions. And just a reminder: I know some folks are shy out there, but why would you need to be shy? You can leave your question if you go to you'llhearit.com. You'll see where you can leave an audio question, and you can do multiple takes if you want. If you're that kind of, we're friendly guys. We are friendly. We're not going to make fun of you, not on air. Well, if you do multiple <laughs> takes and it's a crappy quote, we might. But <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Let's check it out. This is from Miro. Hey, Adam and Pete. This is Miro again. And I wanted to ask you about some funky stuff today and specifically about like funky comping patterns Um, because I kind of had my problem in funk, especially with these tunes that don't have many chord changes and most of them only have like one or two chords. And I don't know, I, I had my problem to come up with like different variations of funky comping patterns because I had like a few patterns I could play, but over that I was kind of lost. (laughs) And yeah, I wanted to ask you about maybe your favorite comping patterns or how do you come up with ideas for like this funky groove feeling in the funk music about about these small chord changes with little amount of chords. Yeah. Thanks for that and bye-bye. That's a good question. Yes. Yeah, and we broke out the clavs for it because they're so uh, uh, conducive to some they funky are. comping patterns. So the first thing I would say, Miro, 
to kind of like reframe the situation mm-hmm. is don't worry about individual patterns. That kind of doesn't matter. I don't know about you, Peter, but like, you know, when I'm doing this kind of thing with the clav thing, yeah. it's really all about sort of we have our right hand comping rhythm, right? So it could be anything. So I'm just gonna. You should be able to do anything you want. And your left hand is used to kind of play the ghost notes between that. Mm. So all of that is like right i'm I'm using that left hand, so uh we have here <laughs> we're in e flat minor classic funky comping key funky right comping. Stevie Wonder's favorite funky got, comping key and, and part of that is you know you've got that foundation of the pent minor pentatonic it, exactly yeah but you got easy access but Instead of thinking like, oh, I need some patterns, you might just think about like some easy positions. So here in E flat, if I have my left hand, my pinky on E flat, low, and then D flat and E flat, high, right? This gets us up to three ghost notes that we can play. So if I'm doing just like quarter notes or eighth notes, and kind of ghost with your left hand mm-hmm. in between them and make it swing really. And then if you need more eighth notes, then you add in that, like, this is the classic, right? So that's just a steady stream of, but I'm just kind of breaking up. And then you could break it up even in your right hand to your thumb. That's right. So what Peter's doing here, you can do between your, like basically between your thumb and the rest of your hand on both hands. And that gets you like a continuous stream of ghost notes, eighth notes. That's where you start to get some freedom. And then you can learn classic comping patterns stevie wonder is an endless well of this right yeah absolutely and i was doing this partly too because you know i think if if we can feel what that um that underlying syncopation because you know groove i always say like the groove on the swing like if we go yeah You know, shifting between the funk and <laughs> and the <laughs> it's got a little bright in here, isn't yeah, it? Man. Okay, those of you on those of you on the audio broadcast, you might have heard a certain vitamin D esque flavor to my voice all of a sudden there. Yeah, the sun came in, but yeah, look, back to the back to <laughs> oh, the question. You're canceling no, no, no. I mean, we could <laughs> if like, you want. Funk is canceled. No, funk is not canceled. But yeah. I want to stay. I want to stay on task here for Miro. So, so yeah. you were saying well, about so, the groove. So the idea is that like. We don't like the things that we know about playing in the groove over a swing, you know, tradition, whatever you call that swing, jazz, whatever, you know, 
I mean, it sounds funny on the clapping. Yeah, yeah. Is is still there within the funk? It's not that different. The main thing is like feeling where the foundation of the groove. Like in the swing, we're thinking, doom, 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 doom. We might break that up into two and four. One, two, three, four. One, two. But then the funk is like the syncopation is still falling at the same places that it would within the swing groove on eighth notes. But now we're feeling it and you're thinking about it as 16th notes, right? One, two, three, four. And then all those different possibilities that you were um, exemplifying between the left hand and the right hand, those are syncopations within that, that, that 16th note. So if you think about... If you go left and right just with your hands... But even if it's just one hand... Like you've got all those different possibilities in there. Anything that's downbeat, upbeat, you know, um, juxtaposition is going to give you that. That's right. Yeah, just it's it's crucial that you mix up that downbeat, upbeat thing. But have fun exploring. And really, something you might be able to do to to practically practice this is to practice those either two ghost notes or one ghost note. So you can do like. And I'm just doing D flat and E flat here in my left hand and then playing triads in my right. And I'm just playing downbeat down here low. But watch, keep playing that. I'm just going to play one syncopation in the bass line. See how good that feels? That's the 16th note upbeat. That's a great tempo to practice it Too much fun, man. You can practice it on one note, too. If all this feels is get yourself a funky clavinet sound and everything right. sounds pretty great. Well, yeah. let's put it on a rose. Let's do it just a little bit, just because we want to show we're not overly reliant. I mean, we are reliant. Okay. The- yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, when you speed it up, so it's like that kind of practice is good to lock in that precision, but then it's like... 
And what I was showing, you'll be able to hear better with this bass line, like we're on the beat. And that's just that little bit of syncopation on the upbeat of the 60 notes. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. You can play around with that. You know, you check out that, that's, that's of course, superstition. There's a lot of that, that syncopation built in really brilliantly in the lines and in the comping, both hands. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed this song. Hey, thanks, Mira, for the question. If you want to leave us a question, you can go to youllhearit.com and leave us your speak pipe. And uh, until next time, you'll hear it.